welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Go back with me to Matthew 16, and we're going to read this scripture again. I gave our projectionist two scriptures tonight because I believe these two scriptures can go a long way. But I believe we've heard from the Lord about some things. And I'm pretty much going to be looking in the center camera the whole time. So if they go to another cam, uh, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just I'm focusing on the center cam here. Um, I've been praying and I believe the Lord has a powerful word for us every time we meet. I don't believe in just, you know, sharing something that we think is the will of God. I prayed. I didn't have a lot of time today to pray because we were very, very busy doing some other things, shooting a video and some other stuff. But I do believe these two scriptures were confirmed to me as well. I actually got my hair cut earlier today, and the person who cut my hair brought this scripture we're going to go to in just a minute up. And I thought, wow, that's a total confirmation. We're living in very interesting times, but none of this caught the Lord by surprise. And so don't, don't think that God's going, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He's already got a plan. All we got to do is tap into that plan, hear from him, do what he says. We will come out of this thing without scars or smoke on us at all. And so look here in Matthew 16 again. <clears throat> and I want you to notice um, verse 18. We just read it, but I want to read it again. I want to say a couple other things here. Jesus said, I say unto you, you are that you are Peter and upon this rock. And the rock he's talking about is a revelation that Jesus, uh, that, excuse me, that Peter had about Jesus, that he was the anointed one, the son of the living God. On this rock of revelation knowledge, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. My church. Doesn't that sound good? Now, we put out on our LED sign here about three or four days ago. We put out there coronavirus shall not prevail against the church. And I'll just add to that any virus, any sickness, any disease, any bondage of the devil, any fear, any depression, any darkness shall not prevail against the church. Say, Pastor, you're saying that so bold. I'm saying it because the head of the church said it. I'm just quoting Jesus. We didn't put something on our sign that we came up with. We put on our sign what Jesus told us. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. It's not going to prevail against me. Now, 99% of the people around us in this world probably aren't going to believe what I'm telling you right now. But friend, that's okay. Uh, no matter what the percent is, these words are true. We can come above anything. The Lord didn't lie to us and we don't have to be perfect. All you got to do is be a believer. Get under the blood of Jesus. Testify what you believe about his precious blood. <clears throat> Find some of the old songs, some of the old hymns like there's power in the blood and just sing them around the house. Keep the enemy notified that you and your house are serving the Lord and you believe totally in the power of the blood of Jesus and your household and your atmosphere will be off limits to the devil and all crazy viruses. Believe it. Now, now here, before we read any farther, this is a time that you need to make sure you're not talking fear and you're not acting fear because there's a lot of words being said right now. There's a lot of things being said without God in mind, without the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church 
in mind. There's a lot of stuff being said on the news, a lot of stuff being said on Facebook, a lot of people are afraid, but Jesus specifically multiple times in the New Testament and the Old Testament said, no matter what, believer, don't be afraid. These are not just comforting words, oh, don't be afraid, everything's gonna be okay. You need to look at it as don't be afraid so everything for you will be okay. This is a word from the Lord. I like to take every word from the Lord as a commandment, not a suggestion. If he said don't be afraid, number one, he's not telling you to do something you can't do. You can do it. Matter of fact, you should say this right now. I, I will not be, afraid. not be afraid. Now you may feel fear, but as long as you're not acting fear and as long as you're not talking fear, you're going to be okay. Now, do the sanitary things. That's, that's no big deal. Deal with the outward stuff. That's not what we're talking about. But when it comes to fear, like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get it. Oh, I wonder if I'm going to die. Oh, I wonder if more people are going to die. Rebuke that stuff. Say, spirit of fear, get out of here. God has not given me the spirit of fear. He's given me the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. You resist the spirit of fear. You tell the spirit of fear, you have no place in me or my house or my family. Get out of here. Jesus told me not to fear. My father's greater than all. He bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. The Lord is my shield. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That means whatever hell's got people bound with, it's not going to prevail against the church. As a matter of fact, while I'm talking right now, the power of God's going over these airwaves and it's knocking some things out of some people's lives. God told me to boldly speak his word tonight and knock some things out of people's lives and even out of their blood system, viruses and things that are not right. We say in Jesus' name, go from the people of God. Loose them and let them go. The power of God comes through these cameras and to anybody in this room right now and knocks viruses out of the body. Our bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost and the gates of hell shall not prevail against our mission, the church's mission. Now that doesn't mean it automatically happens. The church needs to be the church. The church needs to be doing what the church is supposed to be doing. And one of the things we're going to do tonight is we're going to pray for a few minutes and we're going to believe God for the level of healing to rise in the Grand Valley in Grand Junction, Colorado. There's a scripture we're going to go to in just a minute that says if we will pray and we will get our act together as the church, there is no disease, there's no bondage, there's no gate of hell that can withstand the healing power of God when the church takes prayer seriously. So let's, let's join together in just a minute here. We're going to rally together and we're going to pray and we're going to believe God for a rise of healing in our valley, in our businesses, in our economy, of course, in the bodies of men and women and children. We're going to believe for healing in marriages. We're going to, you know what? We're not just believing for healing of coronavirus or any kind of thing like we're believing for healing of cancer, AIDS, diabetes, problems that maybe doctors said there's no cure for. We're believing, we're, we're not, we put a sign, a saying on our sign many years ago, and we once in a while put it on again, and that is when the devil hits, hit back. You got the name of Jesus. We got the word of God. We don't have to put up with this stuff. We can hit back. And we're hitting back tonight, and the devil's very scared. And you know what? Sickness is very scared too, because there's a few people on this planet that believe the words of Jesus. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our diseases, and by his stripes, we were healed. Now turn to 2 Chronicles, Old Testament, chapter 7. Uh, Wednesday night, for a long time, I'm talking years and years and years, uh, we had prayer meeting on Wednesday night, and now we have prayer meeting on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. before our, our Sunday morning church service. But the Lord shared with us 
powerful things concerning prayer for like 10 years or more on Wednesday night. And this scripture was one of the main texts we would go to on our Wednesday night prayer meeting because it's so powerful. Now, if you read the context here in 2 Chronicles 7, God told Solomon to tell the people, listen, people of God, God said, people of God, if you ever get off course, if you fall into sin, if you get into wickedness, here's my word to you. And that's what we're going to read right now. I want, I want to tell you before we even read this, God's word to his people when they get into sin is not you crazy fools. Oh, you're going to get judgment now. That is not God's word to his people when they get off into sin. God is love and he's got always has always have a has a hopeful plan and a higher way for his people if they've fallen into sin. Now, a lot of times when people do fall into sin or when the church as a whole or God's people as a whole fall into sin, it opens the door for, for things to happen that are not the will of God. And, and the people of God cry out to God because they can't war against those things without the Lord's help. And wake up calls start happening. And here's God's word to his people. If they ever get off course, and get into sin and start experiencing plagues and problems and things in the land that are not good. Verse 14, and said, O Lord God of Israel. I'm sorry, am I in the right place? Second Chronicles 7, 14. I was in 6. Okay, there we go. 7, 14. God said, if my people. Oh, God's people are more powerful than they realize. God said, if my people which are called by my name. Number one, shall humble themselves, you know, pop the balloon, get the hot air out, bow before the Lord, and say, Jesus, whatever you want is what I want. This is the number one thing that we need to do, especially if trouble comes and we find we're not where we should be. Humble ourselves before the Lord, get on our face if we have to, Turn off the world for a while. Hear from heaven. Say, Lord, your will be done. I, I slipped maybe in some areas. I'm coming back with everything I got. Humble yourself. God said, if you'll humble yourself and pray. And people of God, seek my face. And my people turn from their wicked ways. Now, I know that sounds weird that God's people, God's people need to turn from their wicked ways. Friend, newsflash, it happens. Just because you're saved, just because you're born again, just because you're a people of God, doesn't mean you're never tempted, doesn't mean you don't have free will. People fall all the time into temptation and backslide and all kinds of things. Sometimes it happens to God's people, and sometimes this is the word if we want to see healing in our land. People of God, turn from your wicked ways. Evaluate your life. Are you where you should be with the Lord? Have you slipped into some compromise here or there? Are you watching and listening to the things you know are contaminating you on the inside? I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to prophesy this or anything, but I'm not sure this is the last thing like this that's going to try to happen. I kind of think this is almost a mild wake-up call to the church. Hey, evaluate yourself. Are you where you should be in the faith? Do you love the Lord Jesus in sincerity? I know it may sound a little strong right now, but I'm telling you, sometimes we just need to wake up and say, God, am I where you want me to be? Am I, am I too close to some stuff that I shouldn't be close to? Have I gotten callous in any areas? Is there any wicked ways in my life that maybe I've unconsciously slipped into? Point them out, 
I want to know, show me, because I want to be on the helping end, not on the one always needing the help in these last days. And so here's the word again. If my people, God said, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, God said, I'll hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. Now notice this, guys. He didn't say, if my people, you know, turn from their wicked ways, then I won't smack him and hit him around. God's not an abuser. He loves us. He's trying to help us constantly. And his word to those that are backslidden is not turn or burn like a fern. His word is humble yourself, pray, seek my face, turn from your wicked ways, and I will heal you. I will heal your land. We need to be very cautious in these end times about not doing anything that hurts our faith that hurts our conscience, things that make it hard for us to believe God when, when tests and trials come our way. We've got to watch out about doing anything that hurts our faith or hurts our conscience. Now, I want you to notice this again. God said, if my people do something, there'll be healing in the land. He didn't say if the politicians do something, there'll be healing in the land. He didn't say if government does something, there'll be healing in the land. The most powerful group of people on the planet is God's people. And this world, this generation at least, has not seen the full power of the church of Jesus Christ. But it's about to. We're learning our authority in Christ. We're learning how to be led by the Spirit. We're learning things that Jesus taught His disciples 2,000 years ago. And we're taking it literally. And there's a group, there's an army of people rising up in the earth. They're going to walk on this earth just like Jesus did commanding powers of darkness, commanding demon forces to back off, and they will. We are the occupying force until Jesus comes. And I want to encourage you believers that are watching right now, whether this sounds weird or not to you, I'm telling you scripture right here. If you've got symptoms in your body right now of, of anything, any kind of a virus, rebuke those symptoms. Say, symptoms, get out. I command you, leave my body. I rebuke you. I order you to stop and desist in your maneuvers against this temple of the Holy Spirit and go from me in the name of Jesus. And then believe it worked. Whether you feel any difference or not, believe it worked. Go to bed believing it worked. Wake up in the morning believing it worked. Praise God like you believe it worked. Do anything you got to do in the natural. Take a little more vitamin C if you need to or whatever. Deal with symptoms, but boy, your faith is dealing with the roots of that problem when you say in the name of Jesus, stop. Get out. Your Lord rebuked the fever one time and the fever left. Peter's mother-in-law. He said, the works I do shall believers do also. I want to encourage you guys that are watching. You have authority. I know some of you are in pain right now. I know some of you are hurting right now. You're being prayed for by this church, but you can also do, take some authority over that thing yourself right where you're at. You don't have to be loud. Just say, in Jesus' name, I order this sickness to leave my body. Now, the devil's probably going to be right there saying, you don't deserve to be healed. You're not perfect. You've made mistakes. You were mean just the other day. You cussed just the other day. You drank too much the other day. You need to say, you know what, devil? Shut up. I repent of those sins. I believe Jesus forgave me of those sins, and I have power. Sickness, leave my life in Jesus' name. And just keep remembering, if you're a part of the church of Jesus Christ, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So God said, if my people do something, there'll be healing in the land. Now, this scripture is talking about a corporate people doing something. 
This scripture is talking about not just one or two people. This scripture says the answer lies in all his people doing something, humbling themselves and praying, seeking God's face, turning from any wicked ways. And God said, you know what? If you do those things, I'm not going to hit you over the head. That's not our God. He said, I'm going to forgive your sin and I'm going to heal your land. Now, listen very closely to this statement. What's the problem? All the bad stuff the devil's doing or all the good stuff the church is not doing so there can be more healing in the land. Come on, this scripture said if the church does something, the devil has no defense for what we, what we do. So really, is it, is it, oh, look at all the terrible things darkness is doing or is it, look at all the wonderful, powerful things the church isn't doing? Because the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And this scripture here says if the church does something, healing will rise right in the midst of sickness and fear and bondage and disease. So if the church does what this verse says, Satan and all his cohorts have nothing they can do to stop this healing from rising in our land. And I believe, and now if you're here in the Grand Junction area or the Grand Valley area, we're believing for this city to be the healthiest city on the planet. Somebody's got to be the healthiest city. Why not us? The healthiest valley in the world. It can be that way. But it's going to take believers believing that these things are true and doing the things the Lord tells us to do. Humble yourself. Pray. Maybe you need to do a study on humility. Find out what it is. It may basically just come low before the Lord and say, Lord, whatever you say in your word, I'm lining up with it. And then praying. And here's something I want to say to the church. God's given the church a powerful means of prayer that not everybody in the church agrees with. Oh, but friend, have we seen deliverances? We have seen the supernatural. We have seen powerful things. We have seen things that have tried to destroy our church, things that have tried to destroy our marriage, things that have tried to destroy our family, things that have tried to destroy other people and their families in this church. And one of the main things that's got us through everything and cut through everything is praying in other tongues. Now, you're going to find out in times like this how powerful praying in other tongues is. Actually, we just read an article on Sunday morning from a doctor who did a research uh, in Orr University in Tulsa years ago about the benefits of speaking in tongues, what the Bible calls speaking in tongues. And one of the things he found in his studies is when he studied the human brain while the person was speaking in tongues, two secretions were released from the brain into the body that boosted the immune system 35 to 40 percent. By praying in tongues. Oh my goodness. Now do you know why the devil does not want church people believing in praying in tongues? Something about praying in tongues cuts through everything. It's a hotline to God. It's praying beyond mental understanding only. Man, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. When you pray in tongues, you can pray for things the enemy's starting to do that you didn't even know he was starting to do and unravel the whole thing just through praying in tongues. Because the Holy Spirit helps us when we pray in tongues. He doesn't do it for us, but as we start, He joins us, gives us utterance, and powerful things happen. I believe praying in tongues is one of the ways the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. One thing about praying in tongues is the devil can't get in, can't get in on your praying. He doesn't know what you're praying, so he can't mess it up. And praying in tongues is for every believer. As a matter of fact, go to Mark chapter 16, and we'll look at this, and we'll kind of wrap some things up here, but uh, Mark 16, 
Jesus gave some final words to his disciples, and which would include us, because what he said couldn't be done without us. Go to all the world and preach the gospel. The early disciples need us to help that to be fulfilled. But Jesus said something here, and if this is all we had, if this is it, if this is all we had, this would be more than enough to see that speaking in tongues is for everybody. Now, church, listen, I know there's some people that are watching right now. You may think, well, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. I, I, I don't believe that. I just, I, I, I've been taught different. I, well, listen, <clears throat> I understand. I've been there. Everybody's been there. People that are speaking in tongues today, we've all been there on that side. Actually, when I got saved, um, actually, just before I got saved, my mom got filled with the Holy Spirit in the Catholic Church. And uh, she came home and she said she's speaking in tongues. And I was like, whoa, tongues, that's weird. I knew enough not to criticize it, but it was sure strange. So I, here I am thinking, Mom, you're speaking in tongues. Uh, that sounds really strange. But after I got saved and started reading the Bible, I actually found out speaking in tongues is not strange. Not speaking in tongues is strange. Are you kidding me? If you can talk from your heart to God directly, speak from your spirit, have a hotline to God, pray for things beyond your mental understanding, that's strange not to do it if you can. And I want to show you here in Mark 16, and this I'm sharing this for a reason because there's three things I believe that we need to hear right now that are very, very powerful. Number one, feed on the Word. Get in the habit of not just reading, eat the Word. Eat scriptures. Drink them in, chew on them, think about them, pray over them. Please, church family, read your chapter with your church family every day, Monday through Friday. If you want to know where we're at, go to the website, look it up. You'll see the Bible reading plan there or on the church app, which you can download, Faith Heights app. Please read your chapter Monday through Friday. It's life saving. Um, but you need to feed on the word in these days and not just these days when the skies get blue again and this whole thing, they look for the coronavirus and can't even find it anywhere. That is not the time to slack off. That is not the time to take your foot off the pedal. Keep the pedal to the metal because we're in the last days and we don't know what's around the corner unless the Lord reveals it to us. So I want to encourage you get in the habit of feeding on the word of God every day. Feed, eat, eat the word. You know what I mean? Eat the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Get in the habit of feeding on the word of God every day. Number two, pray in tongues every day of your life. It's so wonderful. It's powerful and it's not hard. And if you've never prayed in tongues, you can receive the Holy Spirit before we're done. We're going to pray for you and you can receive the Holy Spirit and start speaking in tongues tonight and enter into this new life of prayer from now on till you see Jesus face to face. Praying in tongues every day will keep you built up and strong and ready for things like this that happen. And you'll soar above it with the Lord's help because praying in tongues builds you up supernaturally. No wonder the devil fights it. Number three, make sure in these days from now until you see Jesus face to face, make walking in love your great quest. Study love from the Bible. Read 1 Corinthians 13 every day. We're doing it now as a staff. The Lord told us to. Read it every day. Devour it. Pray over those. Say in 1 Corinthians 13 where it says, Love suffers long in its kind. Say, because of God's love in me, I suffer long. I am kind. I'm graceful under pressure. I'm patient with uh, uh, unlovely people. I'm not selfish. Put it in first person because if you're a believer, the love of God is in your heart. Yield to it, talk it, study it, believe it. And I'm telling you, those three things right there will see you through anything that comes on this earth before Jesus comes to get us. 
his church and to take us away. Feed on the word, pray in tongues, and walk in love and grow in love every day. So in Mark 16, let's look at this and we'll wrap it up here. In verse 15, and I did not give this one to my overhead projectionist in the back on live stream, but I believe he's going to have it for you. Mark 16, 15. Jesus said unto them, unto us, Go you into all the world, that would include Grand Junction, and preach the good news to every creature. Do we have any good news? Yeah. What's the good news right now? By his stripes ye were healed. Psalm 91 is real. No evil shall befall us. No plague's going to come near our dwelling. He gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways, bearing us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, and we're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. And we're going to say that psalm over us all just before we're done tonight. So read this now. Go you into all the world, Jesus said. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not will be condemned. These signs are going to follow them that believe. Notice, not just preachers. Not just pastors in the full-time ministry. These signs shall follow them that believe. Say, I'm a believer. These signs shall follow me. Jesus said, if you're a believer, in his name, believers shall cast out devils. Well, I figure if you can cast out the devil, you can cast anything of the devil out. Anything that's not right, you've got authority over it. If you've got authority over the devil himself, then you have authority over everything that's under him. Disease, fear, sickness. <clears throat> so these signs will follow you in his name, Jesus' name. You'll take authority over the devil and demons. Believers shall speak with new tongues. Now, if that's the only scripture we had right there concerning speaking in tongues, we should have gone, I'll go, praise God, I can speak in tongues. And if you're a believer and you're out there preaching the gospel and, and doing your best to walk in love, you'll take up serpents. If, you, if, if, if a serpent bites you or if you drink any deadly thing or if somebody sneezes on you or whatever, it's not going to hurt you. And you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We need, to, we need to renew our mind like we said on Sunday. We need to renew our mind instead of thinking that if somebody's sick, we might get their sickness. How about if somebody's sick, they're going to get our healing. We are believers. We're in a group of people where we are contagious with healing. Do you hear that, church? And I'm not saying don't operate where you're not at yet in faith. Examine yourself where you're at, but let's grow in these things. We need to come to the point and to the level where it's just as real to us that we're the contagious ones with healing than thinking we're going to get sick because we're around somebody that's sick and might be contagious. We've got to get to the point where this is as real to us as your name is real to you. Somebody tried to call you by a different name, you think that's stupid. Well, we need to get just as real with these scriptures as we are with knowing our own name. We are the believers. We lay hands on the sick and they shall... He didn't even, he didn't even say pray for the sick. Just touch them. Why? Because you're contagious. You're contagious with Jesus. You're contagious with healing. And the Bible didn't even say pray when you lay hands on them. just said touch them. And the sick would start to recover. Let's believe these things. Let's release this faith in the earth realm because it's true and it's real. Now, just for a minute here, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for our valley specifically. And if you're not from our valley, take these prayers for yourself and wherever you live as well. But I want you to join with me for just a moment now. And we're going to pray that this healing rise in our valley for our economy, for our businesses, for the people's bodies, for the sicknesses that are, that are hurting people right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
We come to you and we pray with all of our hearts. We join together as we pray in tongues, as we pray with the understanding. We come into agreement. And Father, we humble ourselves and we pray this night. We purpose to seek your face, not just to ask you for things, but to hear what you want to say to us. We seek your face. We turn from anything that we know is not the will of God. If we've slipped into any wickedness or anything that's not right or gray, we repent. We turn tonight, Father. We get out of it with your help. We go on with your help. In Jesus' name, we turn from those wicked ways. And Lord, you said you'd hear from heaven. You said you'd forgive our sins. And you said you'd heal our land. And you didn't lie to us. We pray right now with your help. Now, I'm going to pray in tongues just for a few moments. You can pray with the understanding if you don't pray in tongues. But let's all pray together and claim victory and healing rising in the Grand Valley. Ico do jondele me pandaco viate sintipria sega funoche difromoco onya andolomo procoste de ecajapito zonde fromanda ecre gifi ando cosamole. Now, before we go any farther, for those of you that are watching, have never heard this before. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse two, the Bible says he that speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to men, but to God. No man understands him. How be it in the spirit? He speaks mysteries. And so I wanted to share that scripture with you because it's totally right and totally normal to pray in tongues in church. That's different than having a message in tongues that needs to be interpreted. Any believer can pray in tongues. And Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. So at times we should all pray in the spirit in church because it's not it's not a, a, a tongue that needs to be interpreted. It's a prayer that we need to pray to God for the healing of our land. So just for a few more minutes, join with us. Pray victory over your over your city. Say, Lord, we just pray your will be done. And we know it's your will that people are healed and delivered because that's the way it is in heaven. And that's the way you want it on the earth. And right now, Father, we just pray for the level of healing to rise in our land. Kifro Gimanteno, Mokoto, Vrondele, Sepakisho, Zentipieno, Granvana, Efre, Gita, Lamboco Ustavo, Monde Cragina, Ecre Divaco, Lombre Daga Ansi, Ginamito, Lombre Keeva, Andele Frapaca, Lasha Cusatoli, Monde Efre Pacatali, Echicale Into. I got a word from the Lord right now for some of you out there. Somebody right now listening to me, you've been afraid that you have coronavirus because of similar symptoms that they say coronavirus has. And I heard the Spirit of God say, tell them right now, son, it is not coronavirus. It's not what the devil's telling them and tell them just to resist it. It's a lie of the devil. It's a simple virus. You're getting over that quick. It's not coronavirus. So don't let the devil scare you into that or open the door to anything. Just rebuke those lies and say, this is not coronavirus in Jesus name. Shut up, devil. I'm getting over this thing quick. I don't know who that was for, but you just need to take that right now. And there's some people I can sense right now you're struggling with fear. Friend, listen, you don't have anything to be afraid of. Jesus conquered sin, death, sickness and disease, all this stuff before it ever even came on the scene. Jesus loves you. He's got his arms around you. Don't worry. Don't fear. Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. God doesn't want us attracting all this junk. Resist fear. Talk faith. You may feel afraid, but that's no big deal. As long as you talk faith and act faith, you're going to be fine. 
Don't worry about what, what, what the world's saying and what all these broadcasts are saying. Sure, do what you gotta do in the natural. Wash your hands, that's just wisdom. Yes, take a little more vitamin C. Yes, drink a lot of fluids, that's just wisdom. Yes, don't do anything stupid, but at the same time, see, not everybody's at the same level as everybody else. If you're not at the level where you believe you're contagious with healing, take some precautions. Stay away from people. Don't, you know, don't, don't go around people if you're sick, but keep growing in faith. Keep developing in faith because these scriptures we read tonight are available. But if you're not there yet, no worries. Just follow the leading of the Spirit. Take some precautions and keep quoting scriptures and keep believing God. So, Father, before we go to the next thing and we close tonight, we're just asking, Lord, that the healing of God will just fill this valley, affect the businesses. We pray for the businesses in our city, that they would not go under, that they would stand strong, that they would not panic. Lord, give them supernatural peace. Help them to realize this is very, very temporary. Help them to realize, Father, this virus is going to be gone quickly and things are going to be wonderful. And Father, we're asking that you would help all businesses in our valley. Lord, help them to stand strong and not to throw in the towel and not to make rash decisions, but to realize and understand the economy is going to get better and better and better in Jesus' name. And Lord, for every person in our valley that's experiencing symptoms, we just rebuke those symptoms on their behalf and we say in Jesus' name, be healed, be free, be delivered in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, we thank you. And I heard the Spirit of God say this, don't be afraid of future happenings. Don't be afraid of worse things coming. For I have protection for my people no matter what happens in the earth realm. I have protection for my people no matter what tries to come on the scene. Don't be afraid. God says, I got you covered. For you, for my people, for those that believe in the name of Jesus, every day from now until they leave this planet is going to be full of sunshine and health and life and light and blessing. So don't worry, says the Spirit of God. For my people, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter and brighter till the full day. So don't be afraid of future scenarios. Don't be afraid of future things happening. Happening. My people will be well protected. My people will live in the light. My people will live in the blessing. And you have nothing to fear, says the Lord. Nothing to fear. So why don't we just say that? I fear not. I will not be afraid. I'm in the protection of God. And my path gets brighter and brighter. In Jesus' name. Now, we're going to do this before we close. And so I, I didn't uh, get a copy to everybody here. But those of you that are online, you're going to be able to see this online. And so if you're here in the congregation, just maybe say it in a repeat as, as quietly as you can. But it's Psalm 91 out of the today's Passion Translation. And so um, I might need to use the, my wife's glasses here. No, this is good. I know they look funky, but no letters, please. Um, so let's look here at Psalm 91. Now, it's on the screen for you out there right now. So let's say this together. When I sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, I'm hidden in the strength of God Most High. Here's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence he will rescue me from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect me from false accusation and a deadly curse.
His massive arms are wrapped around me, protecting me. I can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping me from harm. I will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against me. I will not fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble me, nor will the powers of evil launch against me. Even a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, I'll remain unscathed and unharmed. I will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When I live my life within the shadow of Most High God, my secret hiding place, I will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against me or disease infect me? It can't. No way. God sends angels with special orders to protect me wherever I go, defending me from all harm. If I walk into a trap, they'll be there for me and keep me from stumbling. I will even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath my feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will find and feel my presence even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. God says you will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.